Hello everyone, welcome to A Work in Progress, the official podcast of BusyBee. I'm your host Jeffrey Langan, and I'm going to get a little bit into BusyBee this episode. So BusyBee is a handyman business based in St. Paul, Minnesota, where members of the surrounding community can post about odd jobs, which anything from moving, to cleaning gutters, to painting, to raking, whatever they need to get done, and they can post about these on the website HireBusyBee.com. And BusyBee is staffed by local college students who are looking to earn some money to pay for groceries, to pay, help pay for tuition, to pay for textbooks. And these college students will respond to these postings and go out and do the job. Sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Well, today on the show, we are lucky enough to get Zachary Hurdle, a co-founder of BusyBee and the current operations manager. And let me just say, being his employee, that there are two kinds of people in this world those who love Zachary, and those who've never met him. So, if you know him only by reputation, hopefully this episode will give you a little taste of what you're missing out on. Being the head honcho at BusyBee is a satisfying and challenging task for Zachary because it allows him to give back to the community, but he's also balancing this with being a senior at the University of St. Thomas, working at Tori Ramen, studying Japanese, and a whole host of other things. There's a dozen other tasks that he handles in his day-to-day life, and as you'll learn in this episode, if he doesn't have a million things going on, he doesn't really know what to do with himself. But that's enough from me. Let's get to Zachary and hear what he has to say. Hello everyone, welcome to A Work in Progress. I'm Jeffrey Langan, and today I am interviewing... This is Zachary Hurdle. Zachary Hurdle. You, uh, this is a special interview because without you, this podcast would not have happened. Uh, so first off, a big thanks to Zachary. If you're by yourself, just a little round of applause would do for him, unless you're on a bus, in which case that that just freak people out. Just half those fingers. Just half the fingers together. Um, Zachary, uh, so the what do you do and why do you do it? People probably know the what, at least, although I think that there's a lot about you people don't know. So I'd love for you to answer the question, what do you do? And why do you do it? Jeffrey, that's such a huge question. And it's weird being on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. I often ask people what they do and why they do it. Mm -hmm. And most of my conversations turn into interviews that make people relatively uncomfortable. (laughs) And I'll just let you know that I'm That's my job now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grill you. Um, What do I do? I work on BusyBee. I often do jobs in the community through that as well. Uh, there's the development side of things that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing less networking than I have historically done just because of things. Uh, I study Japanese and history at the University of St. Thomas in McAllister. I Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I eat sometimes. I sometimes eat. Do, do, I sometimes eat. Do you oh, sleep? I rarely. Like at night or during the day? Both. Both? Both. Mm. Naps here and there. Oh. Um, you, are you familiar with biphasic or multi, multiphasic? I don't know if that's the phrase, but beyond bi, triphasic sleep. It's where you split your sleep schedule into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you'll sleep for like an hour and a half or three hours or whatever, and then you wake up for like an hour, maybe two, and then go back to sleep for another hour and a half or three hours. And that adds up to like 
six to eight hours and you are therefore refreshed. It's very refreshing. You should try it sometime. Don't, it's kind of hellish at first. But yeah, but to say, isn't that like just constantly you're being, you're tired all the time, it sounds like? If you... How do you get out of that? If you... So one thing that I've been focusing on a lot lately is just ensuring that I have a full cycle of sleep, even if it's just one, but mm-hmm. I am for several a night. So my sleep... Sleep schedule. <laughs> my... Wow, you, what an entrepreneur just... Sleep. <laughs> going for the sleep. Uh, my sleep schedule... Um, isn't really like oh i'm gonna wake up at like 6 30 or 7 o'clock every day it's when do i go to bed is that 2 a.m or 11 p.m mm-hmm. and how many sleep schedule sleep schedules <laughs> sleep <laughs> how many sleep cycles can i get in mm-hmm. yeah um other than messing with my sleep schedule studying japanese working on busy bee and all that jazz. I also work at Tori Ramen. Uh, I am a cook there. I also do front of house things, which mm-hmm. in, entitles me to talking to customers, giving them their ramen, almost spilling it on them, but not quite. Is that part of the job or is that just? That's never <laughs> happened and I hope to never see it happen, but it's mm-hmm. always like when I'm walking, it's a very small restaurant, so when I'm walking between oh, like, the bar stools and the tables mm-hmm. with two bowls of like 160 degree mm. oh my gosh. ramen, I can like, do this that. could happen. Uh-huh. This, <laughs> this could happen. very well happen. Just the Jaws theme is playing in your head. Dun, <laughs> I know. Dun, <laughs> Constantly, just, yeah. So how do you balance this all while, like, because I, I know you mentioned part of what you're doing is in college, like running a business and studying and all this stuff. And especially when you're talking about um, messing around with your sleep schedule, that mm-hmm. seems like the, in terms of like things not to do in college, but, <laughs> but will probably happen anyway. Yeah. I'm curious how you find a balance or do you find that it's, you can't? I, so we've been actively pursuing we being anybody with the busy bee team Mm -hmm. or historically the campus crew team Mm -hmm. have been doing this for almost three years now and before that endeavor um i didn't really have anything going on not like business wise or even like job wise not too intensely i think i worked at like the post office or something i remember that yeah yeah it was just like smaller jobs um but getting into like the entrepreneurial swing and actually pursuing an endeavor it just kind of became second nature having Mm. all of that stuff going on and lately i've been finding if i don't have like a million things going on Mm -hmm. i'm just i don't know what to do with myself and really i need something to be going on (laughs) constantly so Mm. i yeah i'm yeah it's it's strange. You mentioned uh, campus crew. Can you tell me uh, a little bit of how Busy Bee came to be and the phases it went through? Yeah. So um, with campus crew, campus crew was kind of it was conceived out of the entrepreneurial department here at St. Thomas. Um, you one is tasked with starting a business and turning a profit of one hundred dollars, I think. Um, but my group and I pursued a similar endeavor. The group that I was working with didn't really want to continue beyond the spring semester. So mm-hmm. that summer, I was um, 
I decided to start a business and had you before. No. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What was that like? It was really fun, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, going through the procedural, um, going through the process of of starting Mm -hmm. a business, like all the uh, state forms and everything, as well as um, developing the website for that Mm -hmm. um, on WordPress. It was, it's relatively easy once you, it's not, it's never easy. It's not, a, I don't even know why I said that. Once you, once you have like some vague familiarity with things, you can have like a decent website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, during that process, I was talking to Matt, Matt McCullough mm-hmm. about moving down from Fargo to work on a business together yeah. because we had like, Growing up, we had always, like, talked about just, like, weird, crazy ideas yeah. and, you know, pursuing them. So we finally had the opportunity to. And w- what was it about this one that made you go, this is it? I think it was more so the timing. Mm. Um, the The reason I decided to pursue that particular business out of the spring semester was just because of how I perceived St. Thomas's entrepreneurship program to mm-hmm. be, which seemed more financially oriented. Um, like if you're starting a business, profit is the number one benchmark. And while that's all fine and well, I think in order to create a sustainable business today, one must also have some sort of nonprofit or community-oriented mm-hmm. goal. Um, and that wasn't really present in the entrepreneurship program nor the other businesses that um, were working in that program at the time. So seeing that, I, I wanted, I'm just the type of person to say, oh, I can, you don't want the business, you don't want, here's what it is, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some other group won that they had like a contest at the end of the semester and some other group won that mm-hmm. and I was bitter Yeah, I was like that group won over this uh-huh. like company concept um, wait so that's because they turned a profit more or what was the do you know I think what, what, what I the think criteria I, was I'm not sure I don't remember the criteria but comparatively speaking it was just Theirs was a service that allowed alumni to invest in the businesses that were being created at the time. So they created, they made like a web page on Wix mm-hmm. or whatever, Squarespace, and then took the company logos that people were using or whatever and said, hey, alumni, go to this site and you can choose which startups you like and mm-hmm. invest in them. And <clears throat> the utility in that there's definitely utility but I don't know I'm, I'm not going to talk about that anymore but um, <laughs> I was bitter I wanted to prove them wrong both that particular group and the University of oh. St. Thomas so I was really driven to start a website create a business have Matt like move down and everything um, so our Going into that, we officially opened up in August, started business in August, and that 
was a really great month for us. We were out going door to door and like talking to all of our neighbors and connecting with everybody. Our one of our first projects was, um, uh, what was it? We were setting up like a drainage system mm-hmm. in in front of somebody's garage. So it was like a lot of trench digging, <laughs> and like yeah. we would head out there at like seven, eight in the morning. Oh my and gosh! Just like get digging, just keep digging all day. And there's something about like the immense amount of just like hard labor that we were doing that was really invigorating. Yeah. And then on top of that, the funding, the uh, revenue that we received from that particular job allowed us to buy t-shirts, add material and everything that moved us into the next step. So then we moved into winter, and we were kind of facing some... I I was still very much thinking about the nonprofit ideal versus a for-profit. And we were trying to figure out how to combine these two things. Should we be helping the community in a for-profit way or a nonprofit way? Mm -hmm. The business itself, the concept is very much nonprofit-oriented. And if it were a nonprofit, um, I believe things would be quite a bit easier, mm. but I don't know if we would be able to do everything that we want to do. Interesting balance. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of been general, like the general conversation with other companies, like big name companies like um, Uber or TaskRabbit or like Odesk or whatever, like how should we frame ourselves in order to kind of attain these two goals? So there was a lot of unrest within, like, the company itself at the time, and we were all very, like, uh, how do you, how do you say, just, mm, I wish they could see that hand gesture. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Turmoil or unrest. There was a lot of turmoil. Yeah. And uh, then the next year came, that was towards the end of the year, the winter months tend to be slower for us so we were just kind of at a lull mm-hmm. and so Matt and I decided to meet with his uncle our primary investor and pitch the business to him because he had showed some interest and we were able to receive funding for Busy Bee um, that March March of 2015 and it's all history from there. We were able mm-hmm. to starting another business was much easier that time around, uh-huh. especially with more helping hands um, and a lot more knowledge on the general processes. Um, we we kind of view the whole thing as just a general rebranding of the campus crew idea because I, in it's at its core it's the same idea mm. of wanting to get out and help the community with whatever sort of um, chores or odd jobs they might need done. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, this is uh, kind of going back into the how do you keep this all balanced. So as the audience ha- has now heard, you're extremely busy. And uh, one thing I've been interested in reading about from um, other podcasts that I've listened to is the importance of pushing through and it seems sometimes like you're trying to 
uh, to use a weird analogy, like you're trying to put out fires while simultaneously trying to grow a garden and like doing all this different stuff. And for example, the other week you had some you had some car troubles, and that was just sort of like a, a thing that I, I bring up because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But you had other plans to be places, and it, how do you? What helps you push through in those moments where you're like, okay, I have it all planned out, I can do this, and then suddenly something gets in the way, and you're like, no, this is another thing to worry about that I hadn't planned for. So, last summer, I was doing Tai Chi yeah. with these older women that I had the pleasure of meeting through a professor at St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I think the through my experience with Tai Chi, while limited, I think the general ideology of Tai Chi is a very like slow and flowing kind of mm-hmm. martial art. It's not really viewed so much as a martial art, but more so a something that elderly individuals do mm. to stay and in you shape. Do. Yeah. Um, but the doing that, experiencing the flow and movement and everything kind of it brought forward this mindset that I really enjoy, which is there will be obstacles, like things will get in your way, but there's always some alternative solution. Mm-hmm. Like with the car, for example, there's Uber, yeah. there's Lyft, yeah. there's a whole slew of services that can be utilized while my car is decommissioned. Um, and that's just my general approach to life. There will always be an alternative solution, no matter mm-hmm. how difficult the situation is. And I guess going back to Tai Chi, that really exemplifies it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're fighting somebody or like sparring with somebody, mm-hmm. the movements are very water-like, they flow. Have you seen Avatar? Uh, which one? Not uh, not the blue people one. <laughs> the Last Airbender. I have um, I've I think I've seen bits and pieces of the TV show. Is that? Have you seen the Waterbenders? Uh, maybe. Like I, I was a bad kid. Cora? I didn't watch that show. Okay. Cora. Yeah. Uh, I bits and pieces. Okay. All right. The Waterbenders. They're <laughs> okay. Like doing Tai Chi. So yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome. I think people will enjoy that reference. I wish I had seen the shows. Uh, what is your ideal relax? How do you wind down? from all this stuff that you have, all these balls that you're juggling right now? Um, or does a relax mean that they come down and hit you in the face because you stopped moving? Relaxation is just a lower level of functioning. Like I said like at the beginning, I don't know what to do with myself if a million things aren't going on. Mm-hmm. So relaxation to me is 500,000 things going on. <laughs> if I can divert some of my brain power to uh-huh. not doing anything. Yeah. Maybe even watching oh. Have you heard of Terrace House on Netflix? It's you, a Japanese you, reality you, TV. I think show. you showed me this, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Uh-huh. Um I really love to watch um so this is an example of five hundred thousand things going on. Mm-hmm. In order to study Japanese but also enjoy myself to use my time lucratively. I will watch Terrace House, for example, or some anime that I have gotten into recently, and 
work on like writing kanji or mm-hmm. um, just listening more attentively or turning the subtitles off and just like working on whatever Japanese homework that I have just in order to kind of give myself a break mm-hmm. but then also enjoy something that's out there. So how would you say that um, what sacrifices have you made as a result from needing millions of hundreds of whatever how many things need to be uh, on your plate at any given time what do you think you've sacrificed as a result I think this is going to get really deep okay go for it are you sure I mean we we can't just not we can't move on now (laughs) we have to go um, into it yeah I think hmm there are before I don't even know what sacrifices I've made. Like this. Well, because sometimes you don't realize what you've sacrificed until you see someone else who has something that you don't, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, I don't have that. Maybe if I had done this." And I think sometimes that's, I mean, that's okay if you if you um don't really have as much of an answer for this. Yeah. I don't think it shows that you're not self-aware. I think it just kind of shows that you're very committed and you're very focused on what you have and trying to make the most. Like there's an alternative solution and you're not thinking about, oh, well, if I had done this back in 2005, maybe I'd be a firefighter or <laughs> something. Like I had. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if, if you have something, feel free to share it. But I think it's funny how you went, oh, I'm about to go real deep. I, I was <laughs> thinking, you just no, didn't I was thinking do anything. about like, all these like, just little things that I've been thinking about, like um, relational pursuits, for example. Yeah. Like I haven't been in a serious relationship in years, and uh-huh. I feel as though if I would have not focused on Busy Bee or Campus Crew, I would have had the opportunity to pursue something more serious. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that would have been or with whom Mm -hmm. that would have been, but perhaps that opportunity would have been there. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm on my last semester and I actually have more time to myself than I have historically, I found myself thinking, like, this is something that I could entertain but because of my lack of I guess experience because you're kind of because you've gotten in a routine yeah that doesn't that doesn't involve pursuing exactly so Mm -hmm. I'm finding it difficult to figure out how to do that sort of thing Mm -hmm. it's been nagging at me yeah I think that like yeah and getting into a relationship is something I mean I think like a presence on social media mm-hmm. doesn't help. No, no, no. Because I like never have anything to share unless it's like a big event or I'm like in a relationship. I feel like, and especially now that we're at our age, where like I feel like every week I see like someone so got engaged. I know, and I'm like, I know, right? Okay. Or had a baby. Or yeah. Did this, that, and the other, and it's like... got engaged and had a baby in the same week. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I haven't seen that happen. <laughs> yes. Something people might be surprised to learn about you. Man. Oh, right now I'm designing a clock, I guess. Heck yeah. With my friend Christian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he's an engineering student at Mankato, so he's doing a lot of the drafting and throwing out my ridiculous ideas and everything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we're 
it's been a couple years in the making, or at least just conceptually, and now it's finally coming to fruition mm-hmm. in some regard. And because uh, I've, I've seen sort of your concept for the clock, <laughs> and I, I don't know how you would explain <laughs> it here. Um, do, do you, do you want to try? I, I want, because I think people are going to be, I'd be curious if I didn't know about this, but but <laughs> and having seen what it looks like, I don't know. When I describe it to people in person, they're like, "What do you? Can you like? What are you talking? Draw about? it? Do you have any sketches or anything? What are you talking about?" <laughs> um, I guess it's it. It kind of mm, imagine. Oh, what are those graphs? The oh bar. They're bar graphs, but they have. It's like the age ones or male and female. It compares the male and female population with relation to like age. Yeah, I think people can kind of yeah. know what you're going for, yeah. Imagine that, but imagine ages, like the whole range is zero through 80, zero through 90. Then imagine zero to like the middle, like 45 mm-hmm. as be careful with drawing out too many ages <laughs> or too many numbers. <laughs> People are going to get confused. Um, oh, yeah. Just imagine a the middle section is as wide as it gets, and then it narrows down towards the bottom. So and then what's the um, bell curve? Bell curve, like two bell curves. Two bell curves. Um, one upside down, one right side up yep. on and top of each other. Instead of just a curve... It's there are bars. Burst bars in the middle. Yep. And then there are bars. Now, now just like flip that on its side. That's what the clock <laughs> looks like. Now, now just turn it 90 degrees yep. and uh, put it in the oven for 420 degrees. Exactly, exactly. And don't forget and cook to it. add some water yep. like, partway through. And then put some seasoning up on mm-hmm, the stove. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all you need. Get to the do. chicken ready for mother. And then you got it. And that's a clock. That's a clock. <laughs> but that's the general idea. Um, I hope to have something. On my website, uh, ZacharyHurdle.com. Shameless plug. Check it out. That's not. We, we ask. I ask people to plug their stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. Plug. <laughs> yeah. And this is. Um, I ask you two more questions. This one is about because uh, about the whole Japan thing, mm-hmm. and I know you've mentioned about <laughs> the whole Japan thing. I, well, the question is, where do you want to be in five years? Because mm-hmm. this is a question that you ask people, <laughs> and so I thought. I, I wanted to throw it back in your face. Um, but I know that you mentioned that you would like to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to have you talk about that. Yeah. Uh, what year is it? It's 2017. In five years, I don't know where I want to be, but I know what I want to be have doing done already. Done? Yes. So not even like in the process of doing, you want to have stuff. That's yes. ambitious. It's going to happen. Um, this year or this summer, I will be. I hope to be traveling around Japan for a month, mm-hmm. just like backpacking around, staying in hostels, couch surfing, and all that. Just yeah, kind of getting the lay of the land and meeting and networking with folks. Uh, I also hope to indulge in the food scene, particularly ramen. Mm-hmm. I also we were talking about this before the lack of bathhouses in Minnesota. Yeah. I really want to figure out what's going on with bathhouses in Japan. The yeah. onsen. Um, and 
hopefully that'll be a part of my future in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Start a bathhouse oh my gosh. somewhere. That'd be so great. I'd be there every day. <laughs> um, fun fact, if you ever want to go to Japan because of the onsen, because of the bathhouses, you can't get into them if you have tattoos, which is the only reason I don't have tattoos right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. For sure. Fun fact. I mean, that's a fact I'd be surprised to learn about you. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's because uh, is it a Yakuza kind of thing? Yeah, they associate you with the Yakuza. No, no, no matter what tattoo. No matter what tattoo. It's just, that's Man. what I've heard yeah. from everybody. So uh-huh. better, it's, I think it's better to err on the side of caution. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that w- that'll be within the next couple months. But mm-hmm. in... 2020 the olympics are happening in tokyo Mm -hmm. so along with networking and everything within the next couple months i would also like to establish connections that would allow me to be in the tokyo area era (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, during that particular time Mm. just because i feel like it would be an amazing opportunity Mm -hmm. to see which direction japan will go in um just recently, like yesterday or two days ago, last night, actually, I saw these photos of Rio post-Olympics. Oh, those photos are always sad. Yeah, just barren, mm-hmm. unused, everything. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how Japan approaches those sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Do you have anything else you'd like to add? That's That was my last question. Oh. And plug your stuff as well. Hmm. Can't really plug BusyBee, though, because that's what this is. Oh, visit HuggerBusyBee.com. This is, this is a big plug for BusyBee. <laughs> but, yeah, anything else you want to add? Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> no plugs. No plugs at all? I'm probably going to think of one like later. I, I, c- I can put it in the show notes or in the Facebook post or whatever. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for coming on, Zachary. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It was was a pleasure of mine. Now I'm going (laughs) to get out of that old-timey voice. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Zachary. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Once again, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to check out our website, HireBusyBee.com as well as our social media feeds, which you can find by Googling HireBusyBee. That's H-I-R-E. B-U-S-Y-B-E-E. And the jingle in the background is Carpe Diem by Kevin McLeod. You can find it on Incompetech. Thanks, everyone, for listening in, and be on the lookout for future episodes.